whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hello. Hello. What a week. What a week. It's been totally. It's been a a week. (laughs) Yeah. It has. We left off last week with me being... I got back from vacation. And I was like, hey, I'm pregnant. It wasn't quite (laughs) that at all, actually. (laughs) Think of, like, the opposite of, like, how that... But I ended it that way. Yeah. I very much... And the very end was like, so, I'm pregnant, you guys. After all of that confusion and not sure and fate tests and... Yes. Wondering and weird bleeding and... Yeah. Here I, I am. But pregnant. it just wasn't quite the like, oh, yeah. I peed on a stick and yeah, now I I'm... Yeah, peed on 800 sticks and... Uh-huh. Yep. So... Except not actually because you dip your pregnancy tests. You don't actually pee on any stick. I didn't pee on any of them. Even the ones you can pee on. Even the first response I dip all ones of I them. took. I dip. We're dippers. We're dippers. We are not. I did direct. with my first babies and yes, I did too. I always peed on I them. I peed on them, but yes. once I started using the cheapies and have a specific, you still use like you use like throwaway Dixie cups. I use yes. like a bowl. Uh-huh. It's been my my pregnancy peeing in bowl for I think maybe all the way since Riken. Wow. No, I usually use throwaway Dixie cups. I almost threw away when I was pregnant with the twins because it's like, I'm never going to need this anymore. Never having any more babies. Better throw this weird pee bowl away. Just kidding. And then I held on to it, and it's a good thing because... You've peed in it lots of times since. I had a lot of kids since then. <laughs> but anyway, it's been a... I, a lot of you who listen to this will already have followed on Facebook, so you'll already know... Some from my updates yeah, of what's been going on. Yeah, but I feel like you on. can still give a not, brief. Well, yeah, I feel like not everyone, I know not everyone is on Facebook because I've gotten some messages from people recently who are just listening to last week's podcast and are like, yeah, I'm so excited for you. And I'm like, ah, like, I don't I'm even know trying to be excited too, yeah. but, um, well, interestingly, I felt like Monday I woke up and I was like, look, I'm getting more bloody of a stomach and like things are happening and I really feel like I'm pregnant. And mm-hmm. it was like, I felt like, okay, we're yeah. we're getting into like, now I'm just going to be going down a normal pregnancy track. You remember I like, was that the day that I came over to show you my belly yeah. and mm-hmm. was like, look. And then we spent, but it was also a really often weird day Yeah, where like I couldn't meal plan. I I was trying to meal plan for like hours. But instead we kind of just like canceled all the day and let the kids play together. And we like did lunch and dinner together. Which we weren't planning on at all. Ever. It was a really strange, strange day. I went to Costco randomly. It was like cool. Yeah. The weather was great. Like really nice and cool. But also really weird for right now yes. like it was kind of out of nowhere and 
So, right after dinner, one of my kids puked everywhere, <laughs> which was just the beginning of an all-night puke fest for that kid. Yeah. Followed by and at this point, I had two kids who were fever, mm-hmm. fevery, mm-hmm. and croupy coughs. Yeah. And as soon as that kid stopped puking, literally, like he, I think last time he puked was at like 2 a.m. And then another kid started puking at 4 a.m. And in between there, I think I nursed Paxton. So I had just decided at some point to stop trying to sleep anymore. There does come a point where it's just better to not even try. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like every time I'd start to get relaxed and fall asleep, then mm-hmm. I'd wake up to the sound of a kid puking again. And it would like, I don't do well with it at all. Mm-hmm. It like invokes massive amounts of adrenaline into my system and makes me yeah. really like feel horrible. So it's almost better to just be awake already mm-hmm. and not have to have that response every time. Yeah. So I got almost no sleep on Monday night and had two really sick kids. Uh, the one that started puking at 4 a.m. then continued to puke literally in the entire day on Monday or on Tuesday. I mean, yeah. Um, I also at around 5:30 that morning went to the bathroom and had started spotting. So it felt like this like I haven't got any sleep and I've got multiple kids that are sick and the entire family is going to get really sick and I'm spotting and what is happening? Yes. So. At that moment in time, I just started posting on Facebook, I need everyone to pray for us. Which is so unlike you. I knew Monday night, obviously, that you had a kid throwing up because you had told me because I had just left your house. Right. And, but when I got up to nurse Ruben in the middle, I mean, not nurse him because I don't nurse him. <laughs> whatever. Nurse him with his bottle. <laughs> Do whatever Close with enough. Ruben. <laughs> catch myself from saying that so many times and I always have except this moment right now <laughs> when I got up it's to okay. feed Ruben close enough I didn't try nursing him <laughs> um, I like looked on Facebook and saw your post and I'm like oh no things have got to be so bad but Danny it's not like I'm not a transparent person it's just that's not that's the... not what you go to Ever. No, unless it feels like my whole family is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Did a lot of updates back when Titus was in the hospital seven years ago. And yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with it at all. Right. It's, it's just, just not, not normal. what normally no. when you're in a trial of some kind, going and posting about it on Facebook is just not your normal. Right. But I felt like I need as many people to start praying yes. for this as possible because yeah. this feels No, like I don't think there was much. anything wrong with it. Yes. I just, when I yep. read that at four o'clock in the morning, I'm like... Oh no! Yeah, this has got to be mm-hmm. way was. worse than a kid throwing up before bedtime. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it escalated. It did escalate. Yeah. Um. So, all day Tuesday, I had spotting. That was a little. Uh, it never got to the point of like where I would even call it full on bleeding. No, but it was definitely like to the point that it was. In, like, on a pad and drops in the toilet and things like that. But I was also starting to get some cramping. Um, At that point in time, on that day, I, through talking with some different people and stuff and praying a lot, I decided to start using progesterone cream, which I had used right at the very beginning when I found out I was pregnant and then kind of 
felt like I'm not supposed to use this anymore, and I stopped. And you felt really sick from it. When I was using it. Yeah. So I started using it again, and I didn't feel sick at all from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. And I also kind of felt led to be using it way more frequently than I originally would have thought. Yeah. I was using it, like, every couple of hours. It was significantly helping my cramping. Um... I feel like it just got better and better throughout the day, Tuesday, and yeah. then even Wednesday. There, I was still having a, a little bit of spotting on Wednesday, but, but like hardly any. And I felt like my cramping was getting better and better. I took a nap on Wednesday afternoon. By this point, I had no longer. I now had another kid who felt sick, but wasn't actually like really sick, and nobody else was getting sick. We we did charcoal, activated charcoal for everybody. Uh-huh. We did grape juice multiple times a day for everybody. We did gut juice, which is like this probiotic. You use a a starter and you ferment carrots and cabbage and apple and ginger and lemon. And you like let it sit for a month. And so we were doing like multiple things to try to. And we I kept the sick kids locked in my bedroom. They weren't allowed to come out for anything (laughs) like they had to call me on their Kindle for me to come if they needed anything. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to come out. So, and I bleached down. I don't use bleach. I'm not a bleach person. I like specifically bought Lysol wipes and had them delivered to my house with a second throwing up started. Mm-hmm. To preface this, we've been knowing of different families who have been yes. getting really sick. I feel like it's all over the country right now. Yeah. There's like yes. these really massive stomach bugs going through families mm-hmm. and making people really sick. So, uh, and then I was asking everyone, please pray, please pray. God have mercy, please. We still don't know if we're completely out of the woods, but for the But moment, that was, the last up. kid to throw up was Tuesday and it's now Friday night. Right. So we had a sick kid, sick feeling kid Wednesday. My spotting was getting better. I took a nap finally Wednesday afternoon after really not sleeping much on. I did get to sleep on Tuesday night. Right, but Monday night was so bad. Monday night was so bad. I got almost no sleep. Tuesday night I got sleep, but it was still like I feel like I slept from like. Mm, 11 to 6 with times being up in between there for Mm -hmm. like nursing packs and stuff like that. So it was like sleep. It was more sleep than no sleep, but it still wasn't enough to catch up from the other sleep. So I took a nap, woke up from the nap feeling really good, feeling like basically normal. Chip got home from work and I told him like, I'm feeling so much better. I'm not having, at that point I wasn't having any spotting anymore. And your cramping was gone. It was gone. I felt normal. I felt great. So we walked over to your house mm-hmm. to Crap. get dinner. Dinner. And while I was at your house, all of a sudden, I got this horrible. My whole entire uterus just felt like this massive contraction. It felt like the start of labor. It felt like I have to leave right now. Um. I went home and used the bathroom and told Chip, like, I need you to start the, the bathtub. I have to get in the water. I, This is really bad. I was 100%. Okay, maybe not 100. I've been telling people 100. I was 99.9% 
convinced I was starting the miscarriage. I was. It felt I was like very what else sure. could this yes. be? I felt like I knew, like, okay, well, God c- could not have this be that. Like, I knew there. Or he could have this be that, but then stop it. Like, right, right. Yes. But it very much felt like you there, know this pain. You know what it feels like to have a contraction in your uterus you know your uterus is small so it'll feel right i knew exactly where it felt i knew exactly what it felt like i've been through this a lot of times that it felt like i i don't know what else else could be doing or what else this could be and so you text me and say tell me about the cramp and say like i think this is it yeah and then asked her to come over chip was gonna give our kids dinner and he didn't really know what to do so Abby came over and like talked and prayed and cried and laughed and It was such a It was a weird hour of time. <laughs> it was it feels like a time I'm like never ever going to forget. Yeah. Like I just Yeah. Remember like sitting there with you and like you explaining to me what you felt like this was and like sitting there thinking like this is is this really like the beginning of this like miscarriage process like it feels like what else could this be but at the same time like praying together that like god would have this not be that and but i'm bouncing back and forth between being like extremely emotional and like weeping and then being like well my nerdy analytical part has always wondered what what this would be like (laughs) yeah and yeah but uh, the first initial, like, that really intense cramp probably took another five minutes of being in the bathtub on top of what it had already mm-hmm. been to kind of ease up and go away a little bit. And then I'd say for the next half hour or so, I would was having more contraction-like waves, waves of, like, it's getting worse, oh, it's getting better, mm-hmm. oh, it's getting worse, oh, it's getting better... And then eventually, at some point, it just sort of got better and wasn't really Mm -hmm. bad anymore. It wasn't all the way better, but it was, like, way died down. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, I wasn't bleeding before this, but I'm sure now. I had also lots of information. I checked my cervix earlier in the day because I wasn't bleeding anymore just mm-hmm. out of curiosity to see if it was closed or open or what was going on since I had been having cramping for over right. 24 hours before that and it was closed. So at this point I'm sitting in the bathtub thinking I don't want to get out but I also really don't feel like there's a reason to stay in at this point. Right. I'm also feeling like I bet I'm bleeding but you know how when you're in the bathtub your body kind of closes up yeah. and you don't like usually bleed I mean, you do if you're like really pouring yes. out blood yeah. but otherwise you usually yeah. don't. So I'm kind of also dreading the moment of getting out and thinking like number one thinking am I going to start cramping immediately when I get out of the water like is the water just relaxed me Mm -hmm. and number two thinking I'm probably going to be bleeding everywhere like feeling still like this can't be just going away like Mm -hmm. right um and I'm still feeling somewhat I'm not feeling perfect I'm not I haven't gone back to feeling how I felt before where Mm -hmm. I just feel normal so I'm like well I should get out and I should check my cervix see what's going on I check still not bleeding there was like one tiny little speck of color but it was not i would never even think one thing about seeing that at all it was like nothing yeah and my cervix is still totally closed so i'm like 
okay, well, this feels strange, but okay. Yeah. So through some events and some other things, I feel like God put people and ideas in my path of some other like supplements to take and things to try to be like supporting my body. Mm-hmm. And so I did some of those and I feel like by a few hours later, I was feeling a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. Like the cramping had subsided almost like even the residual cramping had resi- resolved like almost completely yeah. and I still wasn't having any bleeding or anything. I was using the progesterone cream like crazy and so we went to bed and and also like no more no more kids were kids were sick. throwing up and kids were able to go out of my room and sleep in their normal rooms. Um so that led us to yesterday. I feel like it's been like the longest week of my life. Because even though I'm flying through these events, each day felt like... So long. And so, so just like, what direction is this going like, to go? Yes. Like, it feels like, like... It feels like it's... Like, Monday feeling like everything's fine, but then by Tuesday morning feeling like everything is not fine. Not only by, not fine, just like really hor- going in a horrible trajectory. Right, but by... Tuesday by Wednesday afternoon I felt like things were better again but then Mm -hmm. by Wednesday night I felt like things were even worse right and then by yeah so it's just been very very up and down a lot of preparing for good and for bad Mm -hmm. and rejoicing and yeah um so yesterday I had very minimal, almost no cramping at all the entire day, no bleeding at all, no spotting of any sort of anything at all. Mm-hmm. Like, not even the tiny... I, I haven't had the tiniest bit of anything yesterday or today. Um, so yesterday, Chip and I kind of came up with the game plan. This whole time, even though I don't think this would be so challenging for most people, if you go back and listen to even my our discussions... From two years ago about me taking a pregnancy test for Paxton, mm-hmm. there's, there's just been a lot. God is teaching us a lot about all the tests and all the knowledge and all the data and all the things we have access and abil- availability to and really asking, I think both of us, I feel it really acutely right now to be really discerning about, yes, you have these tools available and they're good and they can be used for a lot of good things, but we get so comfortable just in our culture kind of creating this trail that you just do these steps, you just go down this path, you Mm -hmm. just do the things Mm -hmm. and without even thinking about them, without thinking about why am I doing this thing? What are the benefits and the risks of doing this thing. And sometimes the benefits and the risks aren't, it's not a a risk to your body or to your baby. It's a risk to your mental emotional emotions. And, um, I think that's the case with pregnancy tests. I feel like more than ever through this last, through this time, Mm -hmm. I've experienced that again. Like Mm -hmm. 
just be prepared for what you're opening yourself up to if you decide to take tests really early. And Mm -hmm. it's not like they're wrong. It's not that they're bad. But understand, like, is this going to take away, take me away from my family mentally? Is it going to suck me into this desire to have knowledge that's just not available to have yet Mm -hmm. and make it difficult to concentrate, difficult to be in my home the way I'm supposed to? That's the challenge that it has presented me. Yeah. And some women have no problem with it and can take a test every day and it's not... They're just like, oh, it's positive. Oh, it's negative. They're not obsessing over it. They're not re-looking at it. They're just able to... But there are benefits and risks for different people Mm -hmm. in even doing something like that. So um, we just wanted to be really careful not to just start jumping down this path of all the things and trying all to do all the tests and all the stuff without Mm -hmm. kind of thinking through the whys and praying about it and really understanding like will what will this accomplish Mm -hmm. what decisions will we be able to make or not make because of it um so our plan was that last night i was gonna i had given my last pregnancy test to abby because i was still taking them to see if the line was getting darker right and it was and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I just need to... It is getting darker. I need to And this not, was like, bef- this like was a week several, ago before yes. the, all the cramping and yes. bleeding. And- it was a while ago. Um, so we decided for me to take one more pregnancy test to compare it to what it had looked like before. Because we knew if it was the same or lighter than the tests that I, the test that I took five days ago, then we knew... That there was that my baby wasn't yeah growing and that it wasn't going well and that I was just prolonging things by doing supplements, supplements. and things right um, so that was kind of our first thing and that was definitely I mean God's just been really asking me over and over and over and over again to just remember that all of my kids are his, that this baby is his, that I belong to him, I am called to be his servant, and that he can use me how he wants to, and so it was just definitely a time of knowing, you know, this is going to give us information, and it could be hard information to get, it could be happy information to get, but I really mm-hmm. just don't know what way this is going to go, mm-hmm. and... Um, Chip and I just, like, prayed over the time and really tried to lay down our expectations of knowing God is going to use all of this time no matter what happens. I mean, Mm -hmm. but really, I think that's the thing I keep coming back to when there's, like, these significant moments in our life where we so clearly see God is, like, so clearly grabbing our attention and we're, Mm -hmm. we're having to so intentionally go to Him about even these little details and really cry out to him and cling to him. And that's how we should be in our mundane everyday lives as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took the test and it was significantly darker than five days ago when I had last taken one. Um, So that kind of gave us confidence that I'm doing all these progesterone supplements with just creams, but there's much stronger prescription ones you can get if you are needing that Mm -hmm. early in pregnancy. So 
I went today and got labs drawn to test my progesterone levels. I, I could have also chosen to test my HCG, which is what you're testing with a pregnancy test is the level of HCG hormone mm-hmm. that's in your urine. Right. But you're only getting, it does get darker depending on how high the levels are, but you're not able to know the like, actual number. Right. Level. You could have the same looking test if it's at like 400 or 1,000. I right. mean, there gets to be a, like a limit kind of on it right. where it's not yeah. going to get darker. Um, so that you can do a blood test that's quantitative instead of qualitative. So mm-hmm. instead of just being kind of a yes or no, it gives you the actual numbers and you can take another, do another test two days later and see if the numbers have doubled and things like that. So I thought about doing that as well, but the other thing that I knew I was planning to do um, after talking it over with Chip and Praying was doing an early ultrasound next week near the end of the week. And it kind of felt like if I'm doing that anyway, yeah, there's not much of I can't change anything about the HCG levels being right. produced or not. And if there's it, there's just a super wide range of what's normal, but I knew that if they were on the lower side, I'd worry, even though it doesn't necessarily need to be something right. to worry about. And so I just decided it wasn't worth the money and the potential stress of yeah what it was and right so i've scheduled an ultrasound for the end of next week where you'll be like almost seven weeks close to seven weeks so at that point typically you should be able to see Mm -hmm. measure size of the baby should give you a good pretty accurate indication of if the baby's growing on track or not and you should see heartbeat by that point and so I feel like I'm just in a time of waiting and doing the progesterone supplements until I get my labs back of that of what's going on and whether I need to be doing more or less or Mm -hmm. it's just on track or right doubt I need to do less but we'll see and I am overall I'm feeling when I say I'm feeling good I don't I'm not cramping and I'm not bleeding mm-hmm. I still feel very out of sorts and I feel like it's for a lot of reasons I feel like just the combination of the weird sleep the sickness being around the hor- the hormones and emotions being up yeah, and down. Yeah, I was gonna say like the emotional. Taking the progesterone. Mm-hmm. Um, all also... of our week, our entire week, right. got completely. It was not none of it was what it was supposed quote unquote to supposed to be. I yes. mean, obviously, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Right. But from my expectations of going into the week, what I yeah. thought it was gonna look like, it and was. And I feel like different. you're very much a person who like your emotions play a a larger role than the average person on you physically very much i when i say internalize things it's not that i'm not transparent and unwilling to talk about things it's not that i bottle them up but i literally physically like have manifestations of those emotions and things so an overly emotional week also comes out in like physical ways very much for me very much in my like muscular fatigue um Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeling very, very depleted, very, very run down. Um, on top of it all, 
last night in the middle, not in the middle of the night, last night when I was getting ready to go to bed, <laughs> I like went out in our hallway and I forgot that we had these, they're, they're these bookcases that are, they're like wall, hanging wall bookcases. They're like six feet long. They've got separations for multiple sections of books and they like hang on your wall from Ikea. Yeah. But we had them sitting on the ground in the hallway because, because you took them they, out of your room they with sick kids normally are yes against the wall in our room against, and we had to put a mat down and we, so we moved stuff into the hallway and I went to get something and it was dark and I totally forgot that one of them was kind of more in the middle of the hallway and I tripped on it and I landed so flat and so hard I did not catch myself at all and my arm and my leg landed straight under corners so they have like massive bruises it hurt so bad i feel like it like totally i feel like i fell so hard that even the parts that didn't like fall onto the bookshelf and bruise it just felt like my body like it it totally jacked up my body really bad and so i've been trying to figure out what I I kind of all day have been feeling like more morning sicknessy gross which yeah. I feel like probably is from the progesterone which I feel like is probably good because the fact that I felt very like I felt symptoms using it when I first got pregnant mm-hmm. and then when I didn't feel any symptoms using it right very often the last few days makes me feel like it my body like it was really really low and my body needed it so yeah. much that it wasn't even making me feel anything yes. so i don't feel like i should stop it now that i'm feeling things but i feel like i'm now starting to feel kind of normal pregnancy-ish mm-hmm. feelings and i'll be six weeks tomorrow so it's not like totally out of the mm-hmm. that's kind of a normal time that i would start to yeah. feel off if i know i'm pregnant yeah <laughs> um So, just between that and I've still been... I feel like my sleep has not been normal or Mm -hmm. good. And I feel like now, because of the progesterone, my milk supply is really low. And my baby is not getting much milk. Which was one of the reasons I was hesitant to use it in the first place. Yeah. It's because it just really lowers your prolactin that you, like, produce to make milk. And, I mean, he's definitely old enough that it's not like he... He can eat other food. Yes, he's fine. But it's just a big adjustment for him. He's teething. I don't know if he feels great. Like, it just... Yeah. He very much wants me and wants to nurse, like, a lot. And that's really draining. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's extra cranky all the time. Because even when he is nursing... He's not getting satisfied yes. the way he's used to. And so then all he just wants is, like, to keep trying. <laughs> and yeah. I keep trying to offer him other foods, and he gets mad. And it's like if somebody else could deal with him all the time, I feel like it would be better. But I feel like if I'm around at all, yeah. he wants well, me. I, this is, like, the exact same way Ruben is, and right. I don't nurse him. Right, yes. Where, like, he's the happiest boy with, like, Tim or the kids, and I walk in the room, like, just tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, walked in, he was totally fine, and the second I walk in, it's like, 
He's dying. Whining, crying, needs you. And Tim will be like, I swear he was just fine. And even when they need you, they like... You like pick them up but they and don't then they're be picked mad up, and, and they, they like want down, but you put them down and they like yeah. throw a tam- tantrum that they're putting being put down and you're like, mm-hmm. but you didn't want up. Like I don't yeah. know what to do with you. You're not happy yeah. no matter what. Yes, I'm just saying. It's yes. also not just. Yes, it could just be a developmental thing, but yeah. I do very much know yes. that he's not getting milk and mm-hmm. he's getting some, but just Ruben's not also not milk. getting milk. <laughs> That's because I'm accidentally sleep training him. <laughs> I'm slightly a jerk mom in this. I mean, but also not. Couldn't help it. You didn't have the monitor turned off. He just lost his voice. <laughs> no, I don't have the monitor on anymore. Oh, well, first he lost his voice. Right. No, I haven't had the monitor on in like six months because I can oh. just hear him. Okay. I never turn the monitor on. Gotcha. Because I just hear him and it wakes me up and it's fine. But yeah. he got sick over the weekend and lost his, not completely lost his voice, but his cry is like... Significantly, significantly toned down. Significantly toned down, which is great, but... <laughs> I haven't been hearing him in the night when he wakes up until the morning when I look back on, like, our camera monitor and I'm like, oh, whoops. And I've been sleeping so deeply this last week that there's just no... So... You say he, sleep training, but he's not really sleeping. He's just waking he's, up and crying. Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of what some parents do to sleep train their kids. I don't. I can't ever like emotionally do that because yeah. I feel like this is literally God's way of just being like, "Hey, you wanted to get Ruben to sleep through the night. This was like a thing that needed to happen before you have a new baby, but I know you'd never do it. So instead." I'll have you have like the most deep sleep of your life ever and Ruben loses voice and <laughs> voila Ruben's sleep training. <laughs> so Ruben's also not getting milk in the night, which is probably why he's cranky in the day too. And probably really is. Using, because to, that's the time he usually gets his milk yes. reserves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Yeah, I've been having to be really intentionally trying to remember I need to get sippy cups out and like give him fluids because I know. You, like, forget. Like, oh. How? He's probably really thirsty yeah. because he's used to having a lot of milk. And... Yep. So, that's where I'm at right now. I've been feeling... Like I said, I haven't been cramping or spotting at all for over 48 hours. And... But I am also feel one of the most... My energy is just very depleted from my body not even in a there's like different different types of tiredness there's like you can mm-hmm. be really sleepy there's like you can feel like you know you just worked out all day and your body is like tired from mm-hmm. working yeah then there's like low energy where like you just yes. mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I could go to sleep right now mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't feel like I've worked out at all because I've been sitting around, but I feel like I just feel like a... So drained. Lump. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it I feel feels like, like from the emotions. Yeah. Like yeah. the... Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like, I I understand where my, like, where my emotions... I, I'm not allowing my emotions to rule me. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I have so many good friends and my husband and 
the truth I just know from God's word to be pointing me back to the true things we know. And I'm, I do have peace. So it's not like I'm worked up and in this like frenzy or something. Right. Right. It's just that there, it, it does take effort to, it's that kind of renewing of your mind mm-hmm. and reminding yourself of that truth and having others remind you of the truth and going to the Lord constantly. And it just, it does take some level of Mm -hmm. energy to do that. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing how like sinful we are in how, how hard it is to just be like going to him for these like things that feel like we want to just know what we're supposed to do. I'm thinking about this in the context of like food and wanting to just be able to like know what I'm supposed to eat, what I'm supposed to have eat it, it all planned and not have to and think about it. Not yeah, it's just like a thing that doesn't take much energy or thought. But I feel like I'm in a place mm-hmm. right now where it feels like every single couple of hours I'm having to be like, okay. Lord, I have no idea what I'm supposed to eat and how I'm supposed to eat and what that looks like. So what do you want me to do now? And it just feels like this like constant where he very much wants you to be doing that. Right. And it's sad that it feels like draining, but it feels draining to be like. And I do think, obviously, that many times in our life, he does allow us to get into routines and into grooves where we don't have to be. And there's nothing wrong with not not going to the Lord before every every meal. Right. But there are seasons where, like, he's not giving you clear cut answers. And maybe it's for only a couple of days, but maybe it's because he just wants you to, like, grow in dependence on him and. But there is just a different f- feeling of exhaustion. And it's a, it's a sanctifying feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know God is working on you, and he's growing you, and he's sanctifying you. But it just feels like you and get you, to the end of the day, and you're like, even if you didn't do a lot physically, you're just like, oh, man, You that even was- see his faithfulness and his guiding and his care yes. mm-hmm. and... I feel like he's definitely not silent on yeah. these things as we come to him, mm-hmm. um, which is so encouraging. Yeah. But yes, it is. Just feels like a lot sometimes. Yeah. And to be like continually repenting of attitudes and confessing sin and... And also not being completely just inward focused on your own situations mm-hmm. but remembering to pray for others that are in your life there's yeah. we've had other friends who are going through other things some with pregnancies some with life decisions mm-hmm. some like that just remembering to be in prayer for others and yeah um so thankful that others are taking their time when they're in the middle of things to be in prayer for yeah. us, like for me and my situation. Um, it's it's really cool to see how God has built this body of believers and how praying for one another really does. It's an encouragement and mm-hmm. you the support that you can give one another is... A gift from God for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's it. So. So you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, 
I am. I'm still pregnant. Um, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing that I was going to kind of bring up that we talked a lot about and that I just keep coming back to is, is kind of the weird, um, like paradox of how God wants us to desire life and wants us to Mm -hmm. be rejoicing over life and it's a good thing that Mm -hmm. we should we should desire it we should desire it so I should desire the life of my baby like I should be Mm -hmm. fighting for the life of my baby I shouldn't be giving up I shouldn't be I shouldn't be wanting this baby to not survive like that would be Mm -hmm. wrong or even just apathetic towards right Right, I should be actively loving and caring, and he's like created me as a mother to be invested in, mm-hmm. in loving, wanting to protect my baby, life. and yeah. wanting to protect the baby's life, while at the same time learning what it looks like to fully put this baby's life in God's hands and remember He's the creator, He's the sustainer, mm-hmm. and learning how to want His will right. for my child. And I've I've thought a lot about how this is true for so many different people in so many different aspects with pregnancy things but with illnesses with cancer mm-hmm. yeah. with children with adults with parents with i mean it's it's one of those things that's funny like even when you get a person at the end of their life you know you mm-hmm. have your 90 something year old grandmother who it's like She's lived a long life and she's struggling, and yet it's not wrong to still want to desire for their life. Like it's yes, right. Um, you get to this weird kind of juxtaposition with that of like they're ready to go, they're mm-hmm. ready to mm-hmm. be with Jesus, and it's hard to kind of you know in one like that that's good and right and like how the life process works and all of that but it still is hard to not yeah. want to have one more day or yeah. one more time of seeing them mm-hmm. or whatever and but yet we also acknowledge that God is the one who takes life and that if it's God's plan to take a life whenever he has deemed is the end of the days of that person we want to our we want our expectations and our will for things to be in line with his Mm -hmm. and we want to be able to be worshiping him and honoring him and rejoicing in whatever his plan is even when it goes so it feels like this hard thing of like well if god's plan then is to take someone that we love or whatever right it feels like it goes against desiring life yeah if we're saying that we're okay with his right. will in that. Right. But it goes it's not because we're going yeah. back to acknowledging that he's the maker, he's the right. sustainer, he's the provider. And he wants us life. to want him and his will more than we want the other good things in our life. Like right. Having so those the good lives, things. The, our children and our parents mm-hmm. and our grandparents and our friends are gifts from God. Yeah. I mean, this goes, I mean, the heart of this is like, 
idolization and like the good gifts God gives us, whether it's good food or a nice day or what, like our it's children. Idolization or, and then it's stewardship because yeah. we, like you said, there's we can't fall into the trap of wanting to distance ourselves emotionally and becoming apathetic so that right. we can be like, well, I didn't even really care anyway, so it's fine that God did whatever He wanted because. Right. Right. That's not... We're supposed to be stewarding our responsibilities as well. We're supposed to care for Mm -hmm. others and... Right. And we just... It comes down to it's so easy, even unknowingly and not even realizing how quick it is to start to desire Tip from the one gift. side yeah. of those. Yeah, where you just start desiring the gift and caring more about the good thing he gave you than you do about him. Right. And it's a lot of times you don't even realize that that's where you're at until he takes that gift away. Right. Or getting to the point again where in wanting to kind of idolize our own feelings mm-hmm. or whatever we're distancing ourselves, and we're not yeah. allowing ourselves to feel things in the way that he really created us to like we're emotions aren't a bad thing they're meant mm-hmm. to be felt and utilized in our lives but right we can want to pull away from people we love and care about not just in matters of life and death but I, f- I think about even times when I've known that something is going to change and someone's going to move or I'm going to... I remember when I was going to be leaving college, like, it was really hard for me to stay engaged mm-hmm. with my good friends because it was almost like I wanted to protect, like, if I pull away from them now, it's going to be easier to mm-hmm. not miss this later. Yeah. Um and that's not necessarily a good attitude to have about yeah things so yes it's just a constant realigning ourselves with the truth of of who god is and wanting to lay our own lives down Mm -hmm. to be his servants and wanting to view the things he gives us as his gifts to us and that he is the one who is good in deciding when we have them and when we don't Mm -hmm. and the pain we feel is something he uses in our lives to discipline us, to grow us, to teach us, to mm-hmm. draw us to himself. And yeah. Good. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> but it's amazing when you think about like how these truths and these principles can be like can cover so many like everything we're saying I feel like is relatable to like the depth of like what you're going through right now and like you're bleeding cramping am I pregnant or am I not like am I miscarrying or am I not level but also Also, in the like simplicity of like what diet should I be on for my pregnancy like so just so you guys know maybe we should switch gears to Abby for a little bit because she keeps kind of mentioning this but I don't feel like we've we've spent the majority of the time last week and this week talking about what is going on with me and my body and my Well, baby. I feel significant. Anything that's going on with me feels significantly not I know, a thing. but I still feel like... 
But that's what I'm saying. That these in light truths, of upda- uh, updating them of what you're even talking about, these truths do apply to it, yeah. and they are. What you're saying is that these things are relatable, even in the mundane. What, what feel what yes. feels smaller and what feels yes. not as significant as life and death issues, right? But that are still yes. very much things that people are. There's people dealing with all different levels of all different right. things that these things are applicable to. So, yeah. what have you been facing the last week or two with your whole pregnancy? <laughs> well, I, I think we've talked about this briefly at some point other times, but I... This pregnancy has been significantly different for you. Yes. And I don't know. It can be a variety of reasons of why that is, but... Right. I have theories, but it has been different for sure in how I've gained weight and how I've grown quickly and things like that that have felt harder to me. A, because I'm gaining weight at a faster rate than I ever have in any of my other pregnancies. and But also... I think you've also been way more aware. Right, that's of what it. I was gonna say. The, the other part to it, yes, I think I think it's factual to say I'm following a different pattern of how quickly I'm gaining weight. Now, at the end of this pregnancy, I might actually end up being the same, gaining the same amount, but I'm the trend is different. Do in, you have your like where you were at at 26 weeks with? No, I I, I didn't weigh myself nearly as much. So okay, no. I didn't know if. No, I didn't. I haven't looked back on what. So I even have. that, it's like. <laughs> Knowing your memory and... No, but I know how much I gained total in my last pregnancy, and I know the the majority I gained at the end. And I'm... Yeah. 26 weeks tomorrow. Right. So, it just feels like, well, if I gain a lot at the end again, then it's going to be significantly more. Or maybe I'll just be on a totally different trend and not gain... But that's where I wonder if you really do gain it all at the end, if you're not weighing yourself that often, and if... Just wondering, like, because I was telling you with my last pregnancy that I had gained the same that you've gained right mm-hmm. now at 26 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then at 31, like, I gained more over the next few weeks. And then I actually gained less. Like, if yeah, I hadn't been weighing myself throughout all of those weeks, right. I wouldn't have known. And I still had only gained the yes. same amount at 31 weeks that I had gained. I think it's also not just a number. It's how I feel yes. and how close fit me where it feels like these are the clothes I wear at the end of my pregnancy and I'm like feeling like they're tight now like yeah so it's beyond just the number two and just how I like feel well and even like your fundal height is you're measuring ahead you have a lot more fluid yes yeah um but I so I know that factually that's taking place but I also feel like there's this underlying pressure or weight of No No pun pun intended. intended. (laughs) Weight Uh, of my weight that knowing that, I don't even know if we've talked about this. This will be a whole nother topic someday, but that I'm no, I'm playing, I'm not planning to nurse Boaz. This would be my first baby that I don't plan to nurse. Could God change that? Yes. Yes, But, but knowing that that's currently the decision we've made, I feel this level of like well 
typically, not that this is going to happen at all, we have no idea what will happen, but knowing like There's an just, element of ecological breastfeeding that yes. does cause your cycle to not return. Right. And, and have norms in that. So without nursing, it feels like the chances of my cycle coming back sooner and getting pregnant sooner feel likely. I, right. Um, so I think I feel this like weight or burden to like be careful extra careful more than I've ever I've never cared about weight in a pregnancy ever it's never been a struggle of mine it's never been something that's bothered me and to be clear while there's moments that it might feel a little bit like oh what's gonna happen you're not saying that it there's like in no way is Abby feeling trapped into like she's just being forced into having another baby like no no I know I just wanted to be clear that it's that's not the the feeling or the like no it's more that it's you're more, wanting to be careful I'm wanting about your to be wa- a good body. steward of my body and I'm wanting to care for my body well so that if I do get pregnant again right away you I can, have I, and you can be maintaining your responsibilities as a wife yes, and as a yes, mother because I feel and, how I feel now of like gaining this much weight at this point in a pregnancy feels that it feels like if I get to the end of the pregnancy have my baby don't lose any weight yet and then get pregnant again. It just feels like, oh dear. That <laughs> would just get all the way again. Like, so. Abby doesn't want to be 500 pounds in the next three <laughs> years. Be. Just kidding. But, so it's She's more. Nowhere near that it's guy. more so like wanting to be careful not to idolize A, how I look or even how I feel, that I don't take those things to a sinful level, but that I also am not just like, well, so in that case, I don't care. I'm sitting on the couch Bye. all day Whatever eating ice happens. cream. Right. Like there has to be some level in between those two extremes that is like being a good steward. And so what that looks like, what, how much energy, time, effort needs to be put on what I eat, how much I eat, what it looks like, and then also what I do physically and exercise and things like that, like what that should look like without going to an extreme of either apathy and not caring about it or to the other extreme of like... Idolizing it, being that worried I when I don't not- do any school, I don't focus on anyone but myself and what I eat and I'm being like super strict and maybe not even eating the things you should be eating because you're too worried about a different standard than what is what you're needing to focus on so i feel like i spent the weekend thinking through a lot of that and and then and then it's the other hard part of we're called to think through these things and have some sort of a plan but we're also called to hold that plan loosely and be flexible just like we've talked about with schedules and chores and school and our whole lives but I feel like I never came up with a plan my plan is like every morning God has been literally this week feels like the weirdest week with like I have been waking up at like 7.38 most, most days but this week literally like clockwork God has woken me up at six o'clock every morning. And it's a kind where it's like, well, I'm awake. You, you're getting up now. Like yeah. there's no question in that I've had like a good hour to an hour and a half every morning this week of just being alone with nothing to do really that I have to do except like journal and read my Bible and drink my coffee. And that's it. That I feels like a time that God's given me to be like, okay, well, come talk to me about what you're going to eat today. And 
Yeah. It's what I've been doing and it just felt like it's been fine and he's given me peace over it and I do feel like I've made decisions along the way that are like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But at the same time, just but they're like, like what I'm going to do in this moment and it doesn't necessarily... I don't feel like I'm like, all right, so next week uh, my meal plan is all figured out. Right. And I know exactly what I should or shouldn't eat. And but the cool thing is I do feel like at times God does as he gives us those little things... He does help us to start to develop patterns and habits and like, oh, like show us like that worked really well and helps like put it together almost like one piece at a time instead of it having to be this whole like laid out complete. And I'm like going back through reading books on pregnancy nutrition and things that like I don't plan to like base my entire like game plan on them but But it helps give you some like refreshing so I just started a new one today that I I feel like we'll see if this what what it's gonna look like and what I'm supposed to care about and A, a new book yeah what is it it's the it's not actually it's not a pregnancy oh okay book the Atkins diet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. It's... Um, Come on. Oh, it's um, Trim Healthy Moms. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Which isn't yeah. a pregnancy one. But, but a lot of people do it through pregnancy. A lot of people do it through pregnancy, and it's not a diet necessarily. Right. It's, it's like a specific concepts. way of like how you're eating carbs and fats and, and wanting to have them at like different t- meals and times. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, maybe, maybe that'll be. And I also came to the conclusion of like, maybe I just also need to be like mentally preparing f- to work out and have a more intense time of my diet and working out sooner after I have Boaz than I typically ever would, and just try to be more diligent in that and set some other things aside, and mm-hmm. it'll be perfect because we right over Christmas time, it'll be no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fine. It'll just be right Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. I think there'll be no problem with being super strict. I'm a healthy that. mama. Here we come. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that. We'll hey, see. at least it'll be good weather. It's true. I can go back to walk. Won't be low. like 120 degrees outside mm-hmm. every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's true. So that's kind of what's going on for Abby and mm-hmm. her 20, almost 26 week update, yeah. depending on when um, she ch- changes her. What are you going with? I don't know. I'm not. Okay. I'm going with a. She's somewhere ish. between. Usually it's the weekend. Five and. Yeah, the weekend is sometimes. I either change on Saturday or Monday. So. Just. But since you're Saturday, I've somehow aligned to like, like oh, Saturday. I'll just change good. Saturday. Yeah. So, but also, I, mean, I feel like at this point, if you had your baby on Saturday or Monday of when your due date weekend is, you would say you had your baby on your due 100%. date. 100%. But if you had the baby on Sunday, what would you do? <laughs> I'd say I'd say I had my baby a, a day, day early. early. <laughs> yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> now, if it's Tuesday... I will acknowledge I've had my first baby past my due date. Okay. But Sounds good. Sunday is not going to count as a past my due date. Gotcha. But if you have your baby Saturday, you had your baby on your uh-huh. due date. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have claimed for 
from the beginning that I am holding, I'm maintaining two due dates. Right, I know. For this very reason. I know, I just think it's so funny. For very few people it matters, but with my, like, statistics, I can't wait till it's going to be, like, a total week different and be, like, not even anywhere near it, but... She's I had, just, you've had the last several babies on your due date, mm-hmm. so it feels I, like... And I'm a, I'm a prompt person, and so I just think my children enjoy being prompt. Let's see what Boaz thinks. I know. Maybe I'll rub off on him. Hopefully not. He'll be super late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can be praying for me now, because... The, I, Especially with how this pregnancy has felt, where you feel like you're further, you feel like, like I don't feel like I'm further. I feel like I'm less. Well, physically, I feel like physically, I feel like I'm forty weeks. <laughs> That's what I mean. But like, I mean that I, at the, the same time, I feel like I'm like, oh, my baby just kicked. What? I'm only ten weeks. What's happening? <laughs> and you're like, looks out of your like, oh, yes, it's <laughs> totally forty weeks. Oh, no. wait, how far along am I? In? Yeah. Yes. So it will be. It would be really a sanctifying time if we uh, go to like forty two weeks this time or something. It would be even. I feel like even if you go to forty weeks three days by yes. your later due date. Oh yeah, you would really. If I go to forty weeks one day, even that it's Tuesday, gonna be. It's gonna be an interest. If especially if I have my normal prodromal labor stuff. If I didn't have prodromal labor, it would still suck, but it feels different. It does feel really different. I can acknowledge that. That, yeah. like, when you're feeling decently good and you're 41 weeks, you're like, well, I really thought. Well, not even, that. it's not even the good physically. It's like the emotional energy you have to expend. Yes, but I'm saying when you're not, when you're having contractions and feelings that you're having. Yes. To, so when you're just not having those, you're not having yes. to have the emotional aspect yes. of it mm-hmm. either. So feeling good physically really helps. Yes. Feel like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not even like, my body's not even trying to have the baby. So, yeah. oh, well, like mm-hmm. it's, you're kind of like, I'm ready to have the baby and I'm uncomfortable, but it's not the same as when you're like waking up having contractions and you're like, I bet this is it. And then it goes away and you're like, just kidding. I was supposed to have my baby. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... We'll see what happens with that. I'm really curious how this birth will go, too, but... Yeah. It just feels like, is it going to be this really, like, easy birth like Arrow? Is it going to be, like, a really hard birth like Ruben? Is it going to be a surprise footling breach? Is it, like, who knows what it'll be? Let's not go there. <laughs> it feels like a big mystery. Surprise footling breach. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like it... Could go anywhere. Well, All right. Hope that that encouraged some of you. Yeah. And I'll make Danny title this one again. Oh dear. I, I made never last one, so. know what we talk about by the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.